Welcome back to the Intentional Mind Podcast. I'm your host, Ange Barnard, and I'm super excited to be back. I have actually been gone. Uh, I was down in the Grand Canyon rafting with my family, and then you have to be helicoptered out. Like You're like way down there, no service, all the things. So I have been gone, and then I came home, and uh, many of you know I just moved into a new house, and I'm one of those people who, I don't know if you're like this, but I'm one of those people who want to get everything done like right now. Like I want it to all be done, all unpacked. And I mean, we've been here for a little bit, so I've already done a lot of unpacking, but now I'm at the point where I'm obsessing about how to organize things and just being really intentional. And I love that feeling of a fresh start. Like I actually, I don't like moving, like the whole process of moving, because let's be real, that sucks. Like packing all your stuff up and moving it. Um, But I love the feeling of a fresh new start and starting to organize things in a different way and starting to create those intentional systems for yourself. I just love that. So I've been obsessive about doing that recently. And I've been really wanting to, since I had some time off in my own home to do this, um, I wanted to pop on the show and like share a message, but just keeping it real with you, I just didn't feel super inspired. And I was like, I don't want to show up like that for you guys, you know? Um, And I know you love me anyways, like no matter how I show up, but I just was like, I feel like if I grabbed my mic, I'd be like, hello, hey, you know, because you have those times in your life where your energy dips lower and you just don't feel as motivated and inspired. Like that's part of being a human. And that's where I was. And I'm really trying to practice not forcing things, you know, Um, and really just like trying to let things be, let things be easier I'm going to talk about that today in my messaging for you guys, that that concept. Um, and I've also been trying to just meet myself where I'm at and not be so mean to myself. That's another thing that we're going to be talking about today. Why am I talking about all this stuff? Um, is because this week I've noticed a trend with my coaching clients where they're showing up to sessions and they're telling me the same thing that they're feeling. And I'm like, oh, I've been feeling like that too. So I want to touch on that. And this is what it is. So they've been showing up to sessions and they've been saying something like, you know, and I thought about canceling my session this week. I've had multiple clients do that this week. Say that. Say, I thought about canceling my session because I didn't get all the things done that I wanted to get done. I didn't want you to be disappointed in me, like stuff like that. And I'm always having to say, like, I'm not disappointed in you. Like, I totally get, like, I get life. Like, I understand that things get busy and stuff. But then, like, figuring out, like, now I want to talk about, like, how can we, like, figure out a plan so that we can keep moving forward despite the chaos in our life? Um, But the thing is, this is the thing, is, like, I wanted to cancel my session because like, I didn't want to show up because I didn't feel good enough because I didn't get the things done that I wanted to get done. No one's actually saying that directly, but that's what's happening is like this not good enough feeling because I didn't get all the things done I wanted to get done. And I'm saying this because this morning I woke up and I watched my mind do that to me. When I already woke up late because I was out late with my husband's um, new mentor and just like the, my whole schedule was like shifted and I was like so tired. So I woke up late and then I was immediately like that chatter started showing up. It was like, oh, you're not you're not going to get all the things done that you want to get done. You know, it's like it's like that not good enough feeling. 
And I was like, man, it's like we can be so hard on ourselves about like not getting all the things done that we wanted to get done. And it means that we're then not good enough in some way. Like that's what's showing up for us. And we always, I think, I shouldn't use the word always, but a lot of us tend to make things way harder than they really are. And if we simplify it and we let it be easy, it's like we can really move forward. And if we choose progress over perfection and really practice that mantra in our mind, like as soon as you start feeling behind, as soon as you start feeling like you didn't do enough, it's like progress over perfection. Like, am I making progress? We just talked about this in another episode about how direction is more important than speed, right? Are you moving still in the direction that you want to go? And a lot of my clients that are disappointed with that they're not as far as they'd want to be in whatever they're doing, are you moving in the right direction? How can this be easier for you? And sometimes this is as simple as one of my clients. I was like, dude, what if you just go to the coffee shop? Because he was like, this environment that I'm in is too distracting. I'm not getting things done. Great, great awareness for you. That's progress. The fact that you just have that awareness. Now, where can you go that's going to really serve you and your focus and your energy? It's like, okay, I can go to the coffee shop here. And what if you just made it about you sitting down and you're like 30 minutes? If I stay here for 30 minutes and even if I get distracted throughout, but I'm still somewhere in there working on the thing I want to and starting to move forward. It's like the micro goal, like that little smaller goal is so important. Sometimes a lot of us just harm our progress and the science supports this I've been geeking out about this I'm gonna do a whole episode on this around like our goals and how we've been setting setting goals wrong Um, some of the things like even I've been teaching I think sometimes can give off if done too far I'll talk more about this in another episode can actually not serve you in the way your brain works because of the release of hormones Um, I'm talking about like visioning and I mean I'm gonna dabble into this since I'm already dabbling into it Um, Like I talk a lot about having vision boards, right? Getting clear on that vision. And it's like, in a sense, I'm pushing this message of dreaming bigger. And I'm all about that. Like you thinking bigger, right? About your life, wanting more. Now that's awesome when it helps you with clarity, helps you just declare what is important to you. What would you want with your life? But that vision board or that vision there doesn't necessarily help you get there, right? And if you celebrate that too much that you came up with this plan and your brain's like, oh, this feels so good. And you start telling other people about it. It feels amazing. What happens is, is your brain in a sense wires that because it doesn't know what's real and what's not real, right? Like you've ever heard of that? It's like you're still having the same experience. If I envision in my mind me having this kind of job, this kind of house, this kind of relationship, my brain is still like I'm having that experience. It's feeling all the feelings as if right? Which is great. But the thing is, if you only do that and you're not celebrating along the way and wiring the joy along the way in the little things that you've done, the brain doesn't want to do those other things. It wants to go straight to the thing, the main thing. And the life is like the way you want. This is why we're like, when we have that thing, then we're going to feel so good. The brain wants that. But what do you need to have that thing? You need all the little things in between. All the little goals need to be met, right? In between that get you the the main thing that you want. So what I'm saying that you do differently is that we create these smaller goals 
And then we celebrate the journey like along the way. And what happens is when our brain equates in a positive experience with that little milestone, it wants to do more of that, the things that we actually need to do to get to where we want to go to. So this is the thing is like people have been being so hard on themselves because they're not doing all the things they want to do, but it ain't all about all the big stuff. It's the little things because all my clients, every single one of them that this week that have showed up, and I would say about 90% of my clients this week have showed up saying something like that around, I didn't feel like, you know, I didn't get, I'm disappointed in myself because I didn't get all these things done. I wanted to, but if I looked at their situation, they're all making progress, all of them. And if you compared it, not to compare, because we always say, don't do that. But for real, like, look at your past self and where you are now. Whoa, has, has he or she made significant progress? And if I even looked at the time I talked to them, because I was gone for a bit, from, from last time I talked to them to now, these little things that they have done, they're pretty big things. Like when we actually talked it through, it was like, oh, you said you didn't do much? Oh, but you had these great conversations. You learned this about yourself and now it's leading to, no, yeah, I guess it was. I guess it is a lot of progress. And it's like those little things. You have to celebrate those little things. You have to for your brain. If your brain doesn't equate positive experiences along the way with those little things you're doing, you will not be likely to, to continue doing them. So it's not enough to celebrate all the big stuff. In fact, there's this whole concept. Like I said, I have to do another whole episode about this. I didn't know I was going to dive all into this stuff, but I've been geeking out. I've been listening to all the neuroscience scientists out there. You know who I am. I'm a nerd over here. But anywho, um, so what was my point of that? I got distracted by the nerdiness. I don't know. It's going to come back. Oh, like even like some even say like when you reach that thing, like you get to the top of the mountain, you get that gold star, um, you give the star away. It's like you get the trophy, you give it away. And they're like, what? Why would you do that? Because then you don't, it's like you reduced like that crazy release of dopamine. Like you don't, that way your brain doesn't wire as like, this is the best part of it. It's like, no, throughout, you know what I'm trying to say? So basically what I'm saying is there's so much research that supports micro goals, narrowing your focus down to the smaller things and celebrating those things. We act like those things aren't worthy of celebration. You know, I'm talking about like, even with myself, like, I mean, there's, I got all I get all these plans, like since I moved in the new house and I'm creating all these systems, I've created some new goals for myself. Um, I've been like following these different habits and I can be really hard on myself about stuff. You know, you're you're your own worst critic and I can look at what I haven't done. My brain goes there. It's like, oh, you haven't done all these things. But then when I look at like the, the accomplishments I've made, like the little things, I'm like, Ange, you journaled this morning. That was important to you. Like celebrate that. Even if it was less time than you you wanted it to be, you still showed up. Progress over perfection. Are you a page farther down the line than you were yesterday? Yeah. The same thing goes with my other stuff, with my writing goals, with even drinking my water. Like, let's say I don't drink my full gallon of water a day. I've been actually really good about my water. I'm proud of that. But let, let's say I, I didn't and I almost got to the gallon, but I didn't get to all of it. I still drink a lot more water than I would have if I didn't have that intention. So we're being so hard on ourselves in a a nutshell is what I'm saying. And what happens is when we beat ourselves up like that, 
we shift our energy lower and we don't get motivated to do other things because it's like really the dopamine is not being released because we ain't celebrating nothing. We're not rewarding ourselves in any way, you know? And it's like, that's why I want, and just like, what if we just let it be easier? Like I thought about this morning when I was just, just getting hard on myself about being behind. I was looked at my schedule and I was like, okay, Ange, how can this be easier for you? Like, can you let it be easy? So I have, I have, okay, I got three, I guess, thoughts that will help you during these times when you're not, when you're feeling like you're not happy about where you are because you feel like you should be farther. You're not doing enough. Like these are some things that can help you. So one of the things I've been alluding to is the whole let it be easy thing. Like ask yourself, like, can I let this be easy? What if I let it be easier? Like instead of maybe doing this, this, holding myself to the standard of all these things I need to get done. What if I just put it on a micro scale? What if I, it's kind of like my morning routine. If I don't have the time in the morning to do my full morning routine, I would love to do. I minimize it. I'm like five minutes this, five minutes that, five minutes that. And I just like narrow it immediately. And it still makes me proud of myself because I'm like still showed up, still got those things done. In some way, it's a smaller scale, but I still, I let it be easier for myself. Because at the end of the day, really, it's like, why are we making ourselves so miserable? Like, can we prioritize joy too through this whole process? It's not all about checking all the boxes. That's not what this life is about. I constantly have to remind myself of that constantly, especially because if you're familiar with the Strengths Finder, which most of my clients are because we make you do it, um, or the Gallup Strengths Assessment or whatever they're calling it nowadays, um, I have Achiever on my top. So it's a lot about, I like to check things off. I like to get things done. And I really got to watch that with myself because I can be so focused on that, um, getting things done, than really like truly enjoying my life, you know? Like, I still want to make progress. So the thing is, like, asking yourself, like, how do you, like, how can this be easier? Um, Even when I feel, like, stressed out about a meeting I'm having or something, I just say, like, what if it was easy? How can it be easier? And it gives me all these different ideas. And I just feel better about it. So it just leads you down a path that's going to make you feel better. So check in with yourself and see. Sometimes it's like, you're stressed out, mom. It's like, now you got to make dinner and you got to, you know, all the things. It's like okay, like how can this be easier today for me? I can order something. I can do that for myself, you know, for everyone. Pizza night, I don't know. Like in those moments, like that's what you need. I think in that moment, I'm not saying like order out every single night kind of thing, you know, but what I am saying is that in those moments when the energy has dipped so low, don't be mean to yourself. Let it be easier. Okay, and then the next thing, the next yeah thing that will help you, this thought, is progress over perfection. I alluded to this already, but telling yourself that, I choose progress over perfection. I choose progress over perfection. So at, this thought popped up in my mind, so it feels like I need to tell you this story. One of my clients who I love, maybe she's listening right now, um, I... She told me this story earlier this week, and I just got the chills when she told me it. And I, I maybe I'm not telling all the details right, but she had met with someone because a lot of my clients will do reach outs where they're talking, they're meeting with new people. It's freaking uncomfortable. And this is in an effort to help them learn more about different roles, maybe make new connections, be led to different roles that may be a good fit for them, career rise, all the things. 
Um, so she asked the person that she met with, which is very a very accomplished woman um, leader. She asked her about um, how does she how how does she show up so confident with like everything that she's doing, or I forget how she worded the question. Um, and the person said, "I'll let you know when I find out. I'll let you know when I find out." So it's almost like she was saying, I just show up anyways. Like I still, I'm, I'm not confident, but I still show up anyways. And like, that was so powerful to me because I think about how a lot of us were, again, going back to this whole theme of being so hard on ourselves. We think that we need to have everything already before we do X, Y, Z thing, that it needs to be perfect before we show up, right? That we need to feel this certain way. And like, we're so confident. It's like, no, here's a perfect example of someone who's doing very well in their life saying like, I'll let you know when I find out how I show up with that confidence. Because like, I just show up anyways, in a sense. I don't know if I'm saying it the best way, but I remember getting the chills thinking like that. And I'm like, yeah, you show up anyways. Progress over perfection. We stop waiting to feel ready. We stop waiting to feel perfectly confident in the situation. Everyone I admire shows up anyways, even if they feel dumb in the situation. I had a client earlier this week too asking me about um, meeting new people. That's something I get a lot of questions about. It's like, yeah, well, how do I put myself out there and how do I make new friends? How do I? And, you know, that's a constant thing that people are asking me because they're, they're like, I just feel uncomfortable with it. I'm like, I know. And you show up anyways because you know that that's going to lead you to the place that you want to be. We don't allow the shame because maybe you feel like not enoughness in some way to show up to the place. You don't feel enough or you don't feel enough to be around those kind of people or whatever your BS story is. And this is the thing is, is no, you show up anyways, even if you feel that way and you work through that because you're not going to let shame run your life. And that's what a lot of us are doing. And that's like, in a sense, you're hiding and you're not going to move forward and be the person that you want to be. And we're being so hard to our, on ourselves. We're shaming ourselves. We're doing like all this stuff. And it's like energetically, it's like, uh-uh. And I've been doing that. I've been doing that too. So this is why we need to talk about it. Okay. So so first thing, let it be easy. So I have these mantras for myself today. I let it be easy. I choose progress over perfection. A third thing that I do when I'm not happy about where I want to be or where I am, I'm happy about where I want to be, but I'm not happy about where I am this is another thing that I do is I, one, like even this is related to goals. I always have a plan B, always have a plan B. So this morning I didn't wake up and the time I wanted to, right? And I'm really trying to file this fitness plan. I'm very committed to my workouts and this other thing. Like I'm going all in guys. I cannot wait to show you my results. I'm just going to say that here, going all in. So anyways, well, this morning I didn't have the time to go all in because I woke up way too late and I had all these other things to do that were in some ways just as much as a, a priority. So anywho, I looked and I was like, plan B, is there like plan B? Okay. If I don't run this morning, cause that was on my fitness plan. Cause it's, you know, all the things then when's my, when am I going to do it today? And I looked down, I seen gaps in my calendar. I was like, you're going to run then. And then I just had that plan B. It'd be cool if I would have thought about this in advance. But having your plan B in advance is very important. The research shows 
Like when you envision what it is that you want with your life, it's, it's very important. Going back to kind of the stuff I was talking about earlier, it's very important that you don't just envision the, the, the results like, oh, the, the trophy, the good times, that relationship, that, that amazing job, that amazing house, or you standing on the stage, or you with that book, whatever it is, that you don't just imagine that. You envision yourself doing the things that got you there. And you not only envision yourself doing the things that got you there, you also envision yourself or what could go wrong while you're doing those things. You know what I mean? You do that. And I'll tell you some stuff. You know, Michael Phelps, amazing swimmer, right? Um, he was in, I just heard the story. He was in Beijing, I want to say, when he was doing, he had the chance to win eight gold medals, like which no one has done in, I don't know, in the history or there or something like that. It was a big deal. He had seven medals. Right. He went in and it was like kind of a no brainer. Like, of course, he's going to get the eight. Like, so he shows up, he does his swim. What happens is his goggles get water in them. So basically, he becomes a blind swimmer in a sense as he's swimming, which is bad. Right. And he's trying to like swim and whatever. So the thing is, he's practiced so many times what would happen if the water got in and he ended up in a sense not being able to see while he was swimming. In fact, his coach would rip off his goggles at different times. And he knew exactly like when the the goggles were out, like after he swam so far, he knew how many strokes he would need to get to the very end if you ripped him off. Like he had practiced so many times what could go wrong. He envisioned that in his mind. I love studying him because, man, he does a lot of visioning work. But it's like so cool to see that he also does this other work around like what could go wrong. So this is where that plan B concept comes in. I'm telling you about if you're going to set goals for yourself, if it's your health stuff, that's a big thing for people, right? Every year. Micro goals. Get those micro goals in. You need to choose progress over perfection. Find ways to let it be easier when you are failing. And you need to have a plan B. I talk about this. I've talked about this in the show too with Katie Milkman's research about behavior change for good, how it's more important to have that flexibility than consistency. We used to think it's all about consistency. Of course, in a sense, consistency is important. But it's more about like, did I do it at the same time every day? No, it's that you have a backup plan. Like if you didn't show up this time, you you have a plan B, maybe even have plan C. Maybe even today, like let's say my day was jam packed. And there was no way I was getting my run in today. Instead of beating myself up over it, I would look at my calendar and I'd be like, okay, Ange, I'm going to block off. You see that morning on Sunday, Saturday morning, you're going to get up early. And in this week, you're still going to be able to get your run in. Maybe it's not today like you initially had wanted, but if you looked at it a week as a whole, extra run in there. I mean, that run is in there. Still accounted for. But I'm not attached to how I initially wanted it to look like. And that's another thing we do. We get so Staying attached to how to look exactly this way. That's not serving you. That attachment energy, remember how I always say I'm intentional, but I'm unattached. That attachment energy to something happening in exactly this way like this is very low energy. In fact, I love when my clients have these results um, that were like, how we had no idea that this is going to show up. It's like, but it's so cool because it's almost like it aligns with the vision, but it's so much better. And the reason why it was is because they didn't have all this attachment around it. 
My clients that start to get a lot of attachment around, I really want it to look this way and be this way. I'm always like, oh, we got to shift that energy because that lower energy is not in alignment with where you want to be. So we got to look at the stuff that's dipping our energy down. These expectations for ourselves are being mean to ourselves. These thoughts that we're thinking about, we're not enough, so we shouldn't show up. No, we got to pay attention to that. That's low energy stuff that can't run our lives because it will not lead us to the places we want to be, you know? Okay, so that was my next thing was plan B. So the fourth thing is we talked about is, but we need to talk about again, is really having micro goals for yourself. I will geek out into the science of all this in another episode, but one of the things um, research has found is they've studied really amazing runners. You can apply this to anything in your life. And you would think that they're looking at their surroundings, you know, as they're running, they're thinking about all these, you know, like, yeah, what, what's around them? The thing is, is like, or they're looking at the finish line, right? And they're focused on getting to the finish line. Mm-mm. What they've actually found is the better runners, they actually only focus a little bit in front of them. They narrow their focus down and they're like, I'm going to get, it's kind of like, I'm going to, I'm going to get up to that next runner in front of me, just that next one. And then after that, I'm going to go to the next one. And they're not like, oh, I'm looking so far ahead. It's like next thing, next thing. Micro goals. The brain likes that. And you feel those dopamine reward hits as you're going. Dopamine is part of motivation. Some of us that are not feeling motivated, you ain't releasing enough dopamine for yourself. I mean, or maybe you are in a very unhealthy way. There's that too with like the constant social media stuff. But the thing is, you're not releasing dopamine around the things you want to be doing. So that runner, they release a lot of dopamine for themselves to stay motivated, right? Because they get to that next re- the reward, they get to that next spot, and then they're like, oh, motivated. Because you know how when you, you see progress and you start to do well, you start to get really motivated. Like you're like, yes, I'm making progress. This is why I always want to have people track their progress um, is because I know that helps motivate them. So if you coach with me, you know, one of the things I always have you answer as a question before our session is what, what have you done that makes yourself prouder? What are you proud of yourself doing? I forget how I word it. And you answer that because I want your brain to see the progress that you're making. I want some dopamine to be released for you so that you're continuously motivated throughout the journey as we move forward. Because stuff we get getting hard, you know, throughout. That's a part of it. That stuff's showing up and we're not going to give up, but we really need to think about what do we need from our brain? Like what hormones and stuff we need to release so that we can stay motivated on the path. So this is where those small goals come in with things. This can be, so with the runner, she's, they're looking ahead, he or she looking ahead and they're like next person, right? And then they get that reward and they're like next person or next stop sign. I was doing that the other day. And I realized when I evaluated my life, I realize that when I'm most successful with my goals, it's always because I've done micro goals and I've celebrated along the way. When I start to do the overall visioning, but I don't envision the stuff in between or I don't have my plan Bs around my plan, A, guess what? I don't make progress in that area when I don't narrow my focus down. Another thing they found in research is that even with – um rats like they they their energy increases and all that good stuff when they're almost to the very end of getting the thing that they want so that's why it benefits you to shorten the goals because that energy increases but if the goal is like so big the energy ain't gonna increase 
until the very it's so far down but you need energy before then to get there that's why like the micro ones along the way so i digress um so let's just simplify this all oh i forgot to tell you my grand canyon story do i got time yes i'm gonna tell you it but i'm gonna simplify this then we're gonna go in the grand canyon story because it's kind of another message so in a nutshell when you feel like you're not necessarily happy about where you're at or the progress that you're making right this is what you do. You ask yourself, how can this be easier? Not how can I slack and be lazy? How can this be easier? Like I can still make progress. The second thing you're going to tell yourself is I choose progress over perfection always. And maybe you need to go back and look at the progress that you've made. Third thing is you're going to have plan B. If you set a goal, if you're doing something that, you know, think about yourself, you're discouraged because you didn't get XYZ thing done then did you have a plan B? And if you didn't, that's okay, because now you can make a plan B going forward. Now you've learned. Now you know what to do differently going forward. And then the last thing is to set up the micro goals, okay? Small things along the way. Great time to do it now, especially with as we're recording. Um, we're getting out of the summer months and new fresh starts. Great time to do some of this goal work. Okay, so now we're gonna move to the Grand Canyon. I'm going to tell you that one, I had no idea, <laughs> this sounds dumb, but I did not know that the Grand Canyon was one of the seven natural wonders of the world, of the world. So if you have not been to the Grand Canyon and have seen it and you live in the United States, even if you live somewhere else, totally worth it to go see. So you can be like, yep, I saw one of the seven natural wonders of the world. Now I'm inspired to see all of them. Um, but yeah, so that's really cool. The other thing is, is like, so there's so many options with the Grand Canyon. You can obviously see it. And some of you have gone there. You've seen the, the beautiful views, right? Um, you can hike rim to rim. You can um, raft it like I just did. And you can raft it like hardcore rafters, like with your paddles. We didn't do it in that way. We did it on a major raft and um, went through it. So it was a lot faster. It was a, a week trip versus like a 14 day trip the Colorado River. So there's different options of experiencing it. The thing is, is that the water levels are decreasing, decreasing, decreasing. So over time, um, there's chances are very high. So I hear that that's not going to be something people can do for a very much longer rafting the Grand Canyon. So it's a good thing to get on your list and it can be a really great family trip too. So we did Usually, the way we did it, it books out over a year in advance. Um, they're very particular about who goes down the river. There's permits that you have to get. They set a set amount every year. It's very limited in a nutshell. So the company that we did it with, we booked over a year in advance. Um, they take these small planes. They fly you down. We flew actually to Vegas. Side story, guys. We flew from Boston to Vegas because I was out for a wedding, which was beautiful. But we left there, went to Boston, and guess what happened? Uh a bird flew into our engine as we were taking off and we had to do an emergency landing and all these, hel or not helicopters, all these, uh, what am I trying to say? Fire trucks were around, all the emergency lights everywhere as we landed because it was like they were potentially could blow up when you landed kind of thing. So they were concerned about that. Um, but it was crazy. And then we had an overnight there. That's just a side story. Um, anywho, coming back to because that never happened to me before. I've never seen, like, had an emergency landing from the sky and be like, we're going down, you know, like, what? Um, and then there were, it was Delta and they apologized for being it being so traumatic and we got additional points and we had to overnight in a hotel and they paid for it. And I didn't, as you can hear in my voice, I wasn't truly traumatized by it. 
um, I think I just kind of didn't know what was going on. And it wasn't like a rough landing or anything. So if you're like, wow, you that didn't alarm you. Like, it, yeah. Anyhow. So uh, what was my point? So you, we flew from Vegas. We flew to Vegas. And then we had to take a shuttle. And then you go to a little airport. And you get take these other small planes. And they take you down. And then you're down there. And basically, it's the water of the Grand Canyon is muddy. So muddy. I, I was picturing it to be, or the Colorado River. I was picturing it to be like, beautiful and clear no it's like your Willy Wonka chocolate factory vibes like chocolate river flowing down that so you're muddy the entire week the guides make your food you anytime you have to pee I basically wear shorts the entire time so I would you just step in the freezing cold water the water's cold and you pee your pants and or you pee there's a when you stop on shore they give you these buckets and you can pee in the bucket and then you dump your pee in the river that way everything doesn't smell like pee with the people coming through um, and you camp out under the stars. Um, I didn't know that you have the best view of the stars because there's no light pollution. Um, I didn't know that that scorpions glow in the dark. Did you know that? Under black light? If you have a black light, scorpions glow under them. And scorpions are everywhere. They hide under your stuff. You don't got to worry about them. I mean, of course, you can get stung by them, but really, they want nothing to do with you. They just want to hide. So anyways, we were looking for them, and it was really cool because I was like, wow, how magical. And I'm like, God... Like the things that God creates on this world, in this world, like the beautiful flowers, the lightning bugs, the ones that light up, like what, what? The weird creatures in the oceans that light up, the scorpions light up at night, like what is, like it just blows my mind, like all these cool things that you can see. And it's like knowing that there is a God because I'm like, damn, like this creation, you know? Anyhow, side note. So my whole point is, I'm getting to it because I have a meeting here in a bit. Yeah, I gotta go. Okay. So my whole story is, my whole point is, there's some rough in it throughout. You get out and you hike in different beautiful spots. I didn't also know the Grand Canyon has some of the fastest recorded record. Um, it's in the Guinness World Book of Records, rapids in the world. So even though we didn't have to like, we were on this huge rapid and you didn't have to actually work the entire time, like even a kid could go on this, still crazy dangerous in the sense the rapids are so fast and you get drenched and everything. Anywho, um, my whole point of this is like, I know it sounds, some people are like, that's too rough. I ain't going to do that. But I would highly recommend doing it because it's really just a cool experience overall. And those stars, one time Ian and I set up our tent above this cliff. Everybody else was down below. We like climbed up this cliff and we set up our tent up there and it was just beautiful. Add me on Instagram if you were not friends with me if you have Instagram I barely get on there but I have also I just I'm going to post a nerdy video about my organization stuff so I can show you guys if you're interested um and anyways it's at Ange Barnard okay back to my topic so the thing I was going to tell you I'm all over the place today I know I know okay so let's see here so we get off the raft at some point and throughout and you can hike up to these different waterfalls and they have more clear water and one of them had like beautiful like turquoise blue water and you're muddy as f because that's just it's all mud and anywho you get you get to this waterfall and this area this guy came over to me and he was like hey he's like you can do this. I just did this. Um, there, you go behind the cliff and you go around and he's like, you go under the waterfall. The waterfall is massive and it looked terrifying. Like it would take you under cause you know, it has like that force. He's like, and you crawl behind it and you wedge in on your knees. 
And um, you come on the other side and you can like come out in the waterfall and swim out. And he's like, you should do it because I just did it. It was really tight for me. But if you're small, you can do this. And I was like, oh, hell. And um, I was like, yeah, that sounds great. You know, whatever. And my husband heard, of course, he's standing there. And I was like, he's like, yes, let's do it. And I'm like, uh, okay. So I was like, uh, and then I was like, would I regret not doing it? Like, yeah, I would regret not doing it. So I was like, I'm going to try it. So I walk over there to go do it. You go in the cave and if you're like claustrophobic stuff, you have issues with that or you have issues with water things taking you under, like this can be terrifying. So I walked over there and I turned around the corner and I start going in and I'm like, oh, hell no. Cause it was like, like you're like legit wedging. Like it almost felt like you'd be stuck in there and then there's water coming out and you're crawling through. So I was terrified. So I was like, no, 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 I'm not doing this. And Ian had, was already behind me and I was like, get out of my way. Like I'm coming out. And he was like, no, 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 Ian, you can do it. You can do it. And he's like, the other guy did it. It's fine. Trust me, you can do it. And I was like, no, but I was like, okay, whatever. So I just was like, do it. And I was like, God, and I prayed before, like, please don't let me drown in this thing. Cause everyone was outside watching us. We had like 30 in our group total. We had two major rafts and 30 total. And there was this whole group of these, um, beautiful women, very housewives vibes, but they were, they were nice. Anyways, they were with their group and their husband, their first time, a lot of them camping, their very first time camping. So proud of them. Cause man, that was kind of rough to, to have you be your first time. Anyways, um, they were out there and so everyone would be watching you. They're taking pictures on the waterfall and I'm like, shit, if I, oops, sorry, if I drown here, like, I mean, or come out and I'm like peeking, like, this is me embarrassing, you know, coming out of the waterfall. But I went out anyways, all was well, all was well, came out. I was so proud of myself. And I was like, yes, I did this. And I was like the only girl that had done it. And then it, then people started feeling inspired and multiple people started doing it. And one of the the ladies, um, I walked over, she was, they were all taking pictures and creating fun memories. And I walked over to her and I was like, you should do, like, you should go under the waterfall. And she's like, no, you know, like, and I was like, I did it. Like, I did it. You can do it. I promise. Like, I'm a wuss, you know, with this kind of stuff. Like, and I did it. She was like, no, I don't think you're a wuss or whatever. It's funny because she was like, I actually thought you and your husband were the guides when we first arrived. I'm like, oh, there's the guides because of the way we dress. We like look all adventurous and stuff. And that made me laugh because I was like me. I mean, like, I don't even identify as a rafter at all. I was actually happy that there was this bigger raft and I didn't have to like hardcore do this stuff because I've fallen in rapids before, pretty fast ones in Guatemala, Guatemala, some other country. And it scared me. It's scary. Okay. I think it is. Anywho. So I told her, I was like, you should, you should do this because it'd be a fun memory for you, whatever. And she's like, well, will you do it with me? And I was like, okay. And initially right then I had Right before I told my husband, no, I wasn't going to go again because he wanted me to take another photo. And I was like, no, I was already scared. I'm not doing it again. But as soon as she said, will you do it with me? I was like, yeah. And Ian's like, what? You'll do it with her? And I was like, because I knew it was inspiring her. Like it would help her have that memory. And I knew she'd be proud of herself. So I went in and I did it with her and she was so happy. And some of her other friends started doing it. And I bet you she'll have that memory forever. That picture of her coming out of the waterfall. And it was something brave, you know, that she did. And it made me think about my life, like about being an inspiration. Like sometimes I feel scared. I feel like crap. I don't feel motivated. There's a lot of stuff like I feel. And I always think about like people are looking at me, like whether that's kids. Like if you think about if you have your own kids, they're looking at you like, you know, they're you're their role model. So like, how do you want to live your life? Right? You want to be someone who is inspiring. You want to be brave. You want to go after the things that you want. So show up like her. 
You want to be nice to yourself. Going back to this, the messaging that this whole thing is about, about when you're not feeling happy with where you are, like you want to be kind to yourself and you still want to choose progress over perfection, you know? So anywho, I hope this is helpful. If you like this episode, let me know. Um, I hope you had an awesome time recently when I was gone. If you notice I've been gone, maybe you didn't even notice I was gone. But I'm happy that I'm here and I'm back. I hope you have an awesome day. And leave a review if you haven't done so. Spotify too. I need to up mine on Spotify. I forget that Spotify is there. So if you're listening on Spotify, hitting the the five-star review, that helps us out. Love you so much. Have the best day. Bye.